Hey everybody, welcome to the Resilient Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Dejanae Singleton. And on this show, you will hear stories of inspiration, resilience, and success from women who've overcome the challenges of life and pursued their dreams. And we're not gonna be low, oh, you say I Resilient women out there, what it do? Where you at? Hey, hey. Welcome to the podcast. It's Wednesday, Resilient Wednesday. Thank you for tuning in. Today, Dejanae Singleton, me, I am the special guest for today. I will be sharing and interviewing myself. Nah, just sharing my story. I'm excited because a lot of people have been wondering more about me they don't really know about me so I'll get to talk about that in this episode let's get into it so I was born and raised in Oakland California grew up in the Bay Area my whole life grew up in the church my whole life I love Jesus I'm still walking with the Lord still involved uh, with the church and up until 2019 I moved to New Jersey North Jersey specifically worked in New York City in the enrichment and recreation industry in after school programs in New York City, teaching dance and all other types of enrichment activities that you can think of. Throughout my life, I've been involved in all different types of volunteering, different types of extracurricular activities. I am an artist, I'm a creative, dancing, you name it, that's me. I love traveling, so I've been all over and plan to continue to travel as well. COVID can't stop me. Okay, anyways. So yeah, I'm super excited because I'm even actually gonna be flying out to the East Coast this weekend. And I'm actually gonna be launching some outdoor dance classes over there. Dance with Dejeuner presents. Afro Groove Workout, the outdoor experience. So it's going to be a 45-minute low to moderate intensity dance workout. We're going to have some African and Caribbean inspired music. It's going to be energetic. It's going to be fun. We're going to do it outdoor. We're going to be socially distanced. So if you want to find out more about that, about those upcoming dance classes, follow me on Instagram at Dejeuner.S, D-E-S-H-A-N-A-E.S. Follow me on Facebook, Dejeuner Singleton. And when I come back from the East Coast, I'll be launching my outdoor dance experiences here in the Bay. So don't worry, both sides of America are gonna experience the love, the outdoor workout, and it's gonna be good. One thing I'm, I'm really looking forward to is my self-care and smoothies program that is also in the works. I am going to be, in April, I'm going to be launching my self-care and smoothies program. It's going to be a monthly membership where we're going to do smoothie recipes together. I'm going to be teaching how to incorporate more fruits, more vegetables into your daily diet so you can get energy, so you can have focus, so you can build your immunity system all these great things that help us to become more resilient, a healthy body, right? We'll be able to do dancing and workout together. So I'll be facilitating workouts 
And I'll also be doing self-care workshops where we actually talk about, okay, what does self-care look like for ourselves? How do we self-care? How do we prioritize our schedules so that we are taking care of ourselves so that we can live the lives that we want to live and that we can support and love others around us? So in April, that monthly membership is also going to be launching, which will all be on my social media. So make sure you're following me. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel so you can see what's coming up. Yes. And let's see, am I missing anything? And yes, if you are a parent, okay, so if you are a parent of a child who is in elementary school, I already this has already been launched but i'm just letting you know if you didn't know i host arts and crafts virtual play dates okay you can pay ten dollars for your child to attend a arts and crafts virtual play date now right now i'm just doing ages five to seven but in the future i will have more ages and you can bring your kids and you guys can do um you can join the fun so each class is 30 minutes and it's a time of social emotional learning. It's a time of show and tell, and we're gonna do an art activity. So I'll be facilitating our art activity with the kids. It's gonna be on Zoom. They'll get to talk to each other. They get to socialize. And if your child is staying in, they don't get to go out. They haven't been back to school just yet. This is a great opportunity for them to build some skills, learn some more about art and the different ways you can use art. And also just to, give you some free time that's 30 minutes of free time for you the parents so yes follow me on instagram follow me on facebook like and uh, subscribe to the youtube channel so you can just be updated on all the events that i have coming up so yeah let's get into this episode man burnout is a real thing and christians are not um christians are not like like separate or like immune to the burnout like just because you're a Christian don't mean you can't burn out so that's where I'm going today and I'm going to share my story about how I experienced burned out burnout and how I overcame that and how now I'm helping other women overcome prevent and work through burnout I'm very outgoing I'm a very spontaneous person. I'm very adventurous. I'm very ambitious. I've always been in, you know, the 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 giving or volunteering or serving atmosphere or culture ever since I was a little kid. So I grew up always just volunteering, working over, you know, events, working at um whatever was happening, I would always just try to volunteer. So that was just really fun for me. It was a way for me to get involved with other people, network, meet other, other organizations out there. So that was super fun for me growing up. And I went to college, I went to Bible college. And in Bible college, we worked a lot. Like we did a lot of outreaches, which were fun and like amazing. Like I loved them. And we did a lot of outreach. So helping the community, supporting the community, doing things at school. And I would say that the schedule that I had at school, it was crazy. Like it was a crazy back-to-back schedule where it was like, oh, I, I, I would tell people this. And if you were there with me, you know, cause I said this before already a million times. Like I, when I went to college, I feel like I got pushed off a cliff because it was like, boom, 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 boom. 
7.45 a.m. devotion. This is, this is, this, go to this class, go to this class, go do evangelism. And I'm not like throwing shade to my school. Best decision I ever made going to my college. Other people feel different ways. That's them. I loved my college. I still know people from my college that I still hang out with. I'm at my friend's house right now that I met in college. Like I loved my college years. So don't get me wrong. But I would say with that schedule of do this, do this, do this, do that, go here, go there. And you still want to have fun. You still want to socialize. So you, you making time for that. If you're an extroverted, socialized, socialized, if you're an extroverted social person, like I am, you still want to make time for those things. So I would say it was in college where I first got on the hype of go, 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 do, 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 do. And my self-care started to decline. And I would say that it happened over time. And when I say self-care, I mean, like just taking time to just sit and do nothing. Sit and relax sit and breathe, sit and just chill and do nothing. And I, and I had those moments, but I think the more you do, the more you need to make time for those quiet sit and do no, do nothing moments so you can be refreshed. So I would say that it started there in college with the schedule. Then I also would say when I was in college, I I always, I always like hustled. I always was like a go-getter. That was something that I always experienced. But I felt like when I got to college, it was like another level of like, go hustle, go get it. I got to make it happen. For me, I didn't grow up in like a rich family where everybody had heck of money. So it's like, man, I got to go get it out here. I got to go grind, which is what I always have. But like when I was in college, I think it went to another level of like, there's no, you got to work really hard. You got to hustle hard. You got to do all these things so you can be where you want to be in life. And I wasn't like trying to make heck of money. That was never my goal, but it was just like, you got to do, 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 like do, do, do. And it was also a time where if you didn't do, 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 if you didn't work yourself to death, or if you didn't slave and serve yourself to death, I would say that in the culture I was in during college, that it was frowned upon. Like, I remember there was somebody was like, oh, you have a choice to go do this, go do this uh, volunteer opportunity or stay back and or you don't have to do it. Like we, there was two and then one was mandatory and then the other one was like free. I mean, like you could choose. And then it was like, oh, if you didn't choose the second voluntary one, you were looked at crazy. Like, oh, she didn't go to the second volunteer opportunity. She, like, you were frowned upon. It was looked down. Uh, like, you were looked down upon. Because I remember not going. Because I was tired. I was tired. And I remember, like, people were looking at me crazy. And, oh, she didn't go. Like, it was just this big thing. Whatever. Anyways, so then it was, like, an aspect, too, of being pressured. No one pressured me, but like the social pressure of like, oh, if you don't go, people are going to look down on you. So it's like, well, go and do and, and work hard and work hard. Anyway, at the same time, 
I'm doing all these things, the the self-care aspect is declining. So my energy level, my capacity to do and to be is declining. So one thing that I stopped doing very often was like my nails. In high school, I was always super pampered up, like makeup done, hair done, nails done, like fashionable always. That was a big thing. In college, I would be fashionable. I would be cute. But it was like, now it was like a hit or miss. Some, t- some days hit or miss, hit or miss. And those hit or miss days just kept like kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So like nail time, barely ever had time for it. Forget about it. Um, looking nice. Yeah, there were moments. Hair, ooh, hit or miss. Ooh, hair was just. There was a time where I think I was just so tired that I would just wear scarves every day and not the bedtime scarves, not those, but like, like I was at school and people thought that I was like a Muslim. Like people were like, only Muslims wear that. What are you doing? Because my hair wasn't done and I was too tired and I didn't have any energy to do my hair. So I was wearing scarves. And I remember, I remember my professor, he would be like, what's going on with you? Like, why are you wearing that thing? Like, I feel like you're in this mold when you wear that thing over your head. Anyway, no, my hair's not done because I'm sleepy and I'm tired and I'm burnt out. Okay. At the time, I didn't know that. I was just, just tired. And I remember like even going through this like thought of like, okay, I'm a natural girl. My hair, I'm wearing my natural hair. Like, can be like I remember people were like Dejanay you're too cute to be looking like that <laughs> that's really funny because literally somebody told me that and I remember my friend she like offered to do my hair for me because she was like girl you gotta you gotta stop looking like this and it's funny it's funny thank you that's shout out to Janaya but um yeah so that's that's kind of what happened so that was college I'm going through that process and after college, I literally, literally went to, went on a missions trip, came back, my best, not my best friend, but one of my closest friends, she got married. And I went to New Mexico, seen her get married. Then after that, I went right into um, a paid opportunity with a ministry in San Francisco. So with everything that was going on with me, I had already been going nonstop going 120, but not really at an effect of 120 because I'm tired and I'm burned out. I don't even realize it. Then I start this position where I have to pour out more of myself. And I loved the position. I loved the opportunity, but I was, I was doing and I wasn't healthy. I wasn't mentally healthy. I wasn't physically healthy. And I didn't even realize that until like after, after it was like over or towards the end. Yeah. It was like towards the middle end where I was like, uh, I need to go to a counselor because I, I felt, I felt like I was completely losing it. Like I, I couldn't sleep at night. I would just, I would go through a lot of just like mental like processes of like just spiraling out of control. Um, and not like in a crazy way, like I wasn't going crazy. 
uh, on the outside, like anybody who see me, they wouldn't think I was like burnt out. But like in my head, I was like tired always. And then I was like, how can I get a break in life? And then on top of doing that paid opportunity in San Francisco, I had already launched my own Dance with Dejeuner dance classes on the East Bay. So every weekend, so Monday through Friday, I would be doing this ministry job in San Francisco. Saturday, and this is on Saturday, I would get on the bus and BART early crazy morning just to make it to the East Bay to teach a class. Then I had to come back and um, from back to San Francisco, then go to church the next day back in Oakland. Like the schedule was just like crazy. So that burnt me out even more, that whole schedule of like giving and pouring out and not even really just like, like hustling hard, working hard, being a go-getter and not even taking the ample time for Dejeuner to recover, for Dejeuner to rest, for Dejeuner to make sure she's eating a lot, good enough meals throughout the day, for Dejeuner to make sure that her mental health is taken care of. One thing that was not lacking was my spirituality. And I thought that because I still had quiet time with the Lord, I still had prayer time with what I was still reading my Bible, that I was going to be okay. Like, I'm good. I'm good. I can like run on E seven days a week. And because I'm spending time with the Lord and the Lord gives me strength and um, I'm pouring out and I'm giving to these people and I'm doing ministry and I'm volunteering and I'm helping the community. I'm helping whoever. Um, and because I'm helping people, God is going to send someone to help me. So I realized that was a misconception that I believe. After a while, it was like, oh, but it, it, but it was like slow. It was like a slow thing. It wasn't like a, a fast, it was gradual. I remember talking on the phone with my pastor at the time and just telling him like, I'm tired. Like I was on BART and I'm just like, I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm so tired. And a lot of people on the outside looking in I mean, on the outside, yeah, looking in, I'm sh sure they've seen a decline because now I've gotten to the point of going back and forth, doing all these things. Now my body can no longer keep up with it. Now I am not getting enough sleep because I can't sleep. Now I'm being late to everything. I am late to everything. I'm... I'm tired. I ain't even making it. Like at first I wasn't making it. The the commute going to San Francisco to Oakland to church, it did like it was like, oh, okay, I, I can't do this anymore. I was getting sick. I was I was getting sick all the time. All the time. I would get sick. Like every two weeks I got a cold. It never failed. Like I would just my body would just break down every two weeks. I would literally get sick and then, but I was still praying. I was still reading my Bible. I was still going to church. I was still involved in all these things and everything was being taken care of by Dejeuner. Um, yeah, I, I didn't, yes. So I would get 
yeah, I'm getting sick a lot. And then I was just like, I was just burnt. I was just like, I really just didn't know what to do. I really didn't know that I needed to take more time for self-care. I really didn't realize that my self-care routine had just slowly drifted out of sight. I really didn't realize that I didn't have a strategy for, for recovery. And I realized that nobody really taught me that either. And there was a moment when I started learning more about the Sabbath and self-care and self-love in that time. I don't even remember how that started, but shout out to Marty. I remember 2018, 2018, I just started becoming obsessed with self-care and self-love. And now that I think about it, like it was obviously God speaking to me because I just was like, anytime I met anybody, I'd be like, how do you self-care? How do you self-love? And what does that mean? And then I started looking up articles and then I started reading books. And then like, I started looking up all these things. And I actually had a conversation with my supervisor who worked for the ministry in San Francisco and she brought a concept to my mind about she's like do you want to go a hundred percent for 10 years and I'm paraphrasing do you want to go a hundred percent for 10 years or do you want to go 80 percent for 20 years and she wasn't saying don't work hard or don't give your all that's not what she was saying but she was saying, if I worked late last night, if I worked, if I stayed late at the at the job, the next morning I'm gonna come in late. And it would, and it was. She had this really good like work rest routine, work recovery routine, and I was like, oh, like that just was mind blowing for me. I never seen that. I had never seen that happen. I never seen it done. It had never been explained to me. And if it did, it was never in a ministry context that's for sure and I was like what like for real and one of my teachers too during college now that I think about it I told her everything I was going through I was going through a lot I experienced a lot of loss and death and my family and she was like when are you enjoying yourself like she was looking at me like well when do you take time to enjoy yourself as I'm going to counseling uh I realized I don't take time to enjoy myself anymore she gave me a a movie to uh, a ticket to the movies and she was like you need to go to the movies literally like my grandmother had just passed away I was like depressed and like about to drop out of college and I'm I'm rewinding but anyway she's like you need to go to the movies and just enjoy yourself and it was another time where I was just like oh dang like yeah I need to be enjoying myself again and Obviously, you know, before college, I think that was really easy. But, you know, growing up, becoming an adult, things change, priorities change, life happens. So some of those things that we used to do are kind of on the back burner, right? 
So fast forward anyways, um, yeah, so she said that concept. So I'm on this journey of like researching self-care, reaching, researching self, self-help, self-love. This is in 2018. And I'm like, dang, I, I couldn't. So I, I ended up ending, the min, that ministry opportunity came to an end. And I was like, I was just like, like, I just was like, I need a break. Like, I can't even do anything. I was a nanny at the time. I was also working at Burlington Seasonal. I definitely, yeah, I was just, I was just tired because I wasn't taking care of me. I was just doing a lot of working. I was doing a lot of what I had to do and not, uh, not enough enjoyment, not enough enjoying myself. And the social aspect was there. Like I went to church still, I still went to Bible study, like I was still connected, but I wasn't connected to me, like Dejeuner and, and Dejeuner needs as a human being, as a woman, as a living person that has needs that if I don't tend to, I will get sick or die, you know, things like that. So time went on, I actually moved. So I lived in San Francisco. 2019 January moved to New Jersey was working in New York City so thankful to God for the place that he blessed me with thankful to God for the job he blessed me with it was super cool but I had a crazy commute I had a crazy commute so um and I think I'm not I'm not saying don't work hard don't make sacrifices what I'm saying is for me, I was making sacrifices. I was working hard, but I wasn't taking enough time to rest and recuperate. I wasn't taking enough time to let myself repair and refresh to go back in. So I was commuting and I got, I had my little break, which was really good. It was really good. But then like all these things started happening to my body. I was getting sick, having aches, pains here, this and that. Um, it was, it was just a real interesting time. Anyway, I was just like praying like, God, I really need a break. God, I really just need a break. I need a break. I need a pause. I need a pause. I need to, I need to just chill. And at the same time, reading self-care books, reading about self-love and just recognizing that, man, I, I, Dejeuner, like I'm a human being. I am a spiritual person. I am a daughter of God. I'm so loved by the Lord. I have a community, which is the church, but I am a human being. I'm not a robot. I'm not a robot and I can't run myself down because I will be sick. I will like, and, and, and that was that concept. I didn't have that concept at the time. All I, all I was focused on, like, I got to get it. I got to do it. I got to, let's, let's make it happen. And when I was in New York, I just remember, like, it started out really good because I had this little break. And then it also kind of declined with my self-care because I didn't have any time anymore because then I was on the subway or then I was on a bus and I was going to Bible study and then I was going to this thing and then I was going to that thing. And I remember I was talking on the phone with my friend and she was like, as, as it was starting to decline again, like, Dejanay, like, you gotta, like, 
you gotta do your hair, sis. Like, <laughs> I remember it was declining again. And I was just so upset. Like, I was so upset that she was telling me I need to do my hair because I was like, I'm tired. I don't want to do my hair. I'm tired. I don't have energy to do my hair. And I'm natural. So if you're natural, you know. You know it's not. You ain't about to be no 10-minute job. And I remember just being so upset. And I just wanted her to do my hair because I just didn't have the capacity to do it. And I remember God was like, God speaks. I believe that God speaks. And he speaks to me through his word, through the Bible. And then I hear him, his voice. I hear him audibly. And so God was like, Dejeuner, if it's a burden to take care of yourself, what is it saying? What does that mean? Like, can, like, let's evaluate that statement. It's a burden to take care of myself. It's a burden to do my hair. Dejeuner, it's a burden to do your hair. Let's evaluate it. Let's dig into that. And when God spoke that to me, I was like, oh my God, that's completely backwards. I'm out here involved in ministry, working, volunteering, going to these social events. My spiritual life is not lacking at all. I'm, my quiet time is not lacking at all. But I can't even take care of myself. Like, I, it's a burden to do my hair. Like, it's an issue. It's a, it's a problem to do my hair. I was like, oh, dang, that's the heck of backwards. And from that time, God was like, Dejeuner, I want you to get your hair done. And I want you to get your nails done every two weeks. Okay, God. Okay. Okay, God. And so I literally got my nails done, my nails and my toes done. And it was just, it wasn't the first time. It was not the first time or the second or the third, like, but it felt like the first time because it had been the first time in a long time. And I was like, oh, snap, I got to do this more often, like pamper myself, not for the sake of, oh, pamper yourself, but for the sake of you drive a car, you put gas in your car. When your gas tank is on empty, you have to put more gas in it. And if your gas tank is empty, you're not going anywhere. And it's like, Dejanay, you're doing all these things, mama, but if you don't refill your gas, you ain't going anywhere. You won't be able to do anything. So that was how that conversation went. And from there, it was a real game changer for me of like, oh, snap. I I need to take care of myself. I need to, I need to take a step back and I need to prioritize me before I prioritize all these duties that I have to do. That was that was the turning point for me. And so from there, and this was in 2019. From there, I would say 2019, December, December 2019. And from there, I just was like, I'm I'm gonna focus on taking care of myself. I'm going to focus on making sure that I'm healthy. And don't get me wrong, I didn't, anybody who know me, they don't, they know I'm not eating heck of fast food. Like I was eating fruits and vegetables, plant-based diet. Like I love vegetables, I love fruits, like that's what I eat. And I'll eat meat here and there, here and there. 
uh, but not. And um, I, I'm very active. Like I'll, I'll dance or I'll take walks or whatever it is. Like I'm not a person that's like, I'm gonna just sit on the couch all day. I don't like to do nothing. Like that's not me. But um, so I was still living like what would seem like a healthy lifestyle, but I wasn't taking care of my mind and I wasn't taking care of my body. And as it, as it relates to rest, as it relates to appearance, and as it relates to refreshment, like a massage, something like a massage. If you're dancing all the time, if you're standing up on your feet all the time, different things like that, that's what I'm talking about. You, you, let me speak about me, Dejeuner needs to take a break. So ever since December 2019, it has been focused on health. Dejeuner's been focused on health. She's been prioritizing her health, prioritizing her self-care, prioritizing self-love. And I got this book called First Things First. And Steve, that's Stephen Covey. He was talking about how those things, things like self-care gets put on the back burner because it's not in your face. It's not in your face like everything else is in your face. Things are throwing, coming at you, grabbing for your attention. Volunteer here, do this, do that, serve here, be, help this person, this person call you, this person that, this person this, whatever. Be here, do this, go there, commute here, do blah, 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 blah. Like all these things calling for your attention. Self-care will never jump out at you and say, hey, until it's too late. Like when you're on the hospital bed because you realize you just pushed yourself too far, that when it's that's when it jumps out at you usually when you have already hit rock bottom and, and that's what the author was saying those things we have to be intentional to make time for if we don't make time for them we will suffer and i suffered but thank you god god spoke to me in that time in 2019 fall i was like okay um let's go. I had opportunities to do things, be places, go and see and do. And I was like, heck no. I'm going to say no, not for the sake of just saying no, but for the sake of Dejeuner, you got to get healthy. I uh, went to the doctor. I got blood tests. I got into a car accident. I had to go to the chiropractor. One of the best things that ever happened because then I found out that one of my hips were higher than the other. Like it had rotate one, had rotated back higher than the other. So that's why it was hurting me. That's why I was in so much pain when I'd be taking walks or just doing everyday daily things or just standing because that needed to be adjusted. So praise God. So like I'm finding out, oh, Dejeuner, uh, your vitamin D is low. You need to take this vitamin or whatever. So just different things that I found out I needed to work on because I was able to take time to go to the doctor, went to the dentist, got my wisdom teeth pulled out, just like prioritizing all these health things because I'm like, I need to be a healthy me. I met with a nutritionist. She was like, Dejeuner. So mind you, I told you guys, I eat healthy. That's not an issue. The issue was I would wake up and I wasn't eating soon enough. So my nutritionist was like, Dejeuner, you wake up, you need to eat a meal within the first hour and you need to eat complete meals. I was like, oh, snap. So that's why I'm like struggling because I will wake up, do all these things that, oh, do this, do that. Oh, do this, do that. 
and then like eating before I leave the house. By the time I'm about to leave the house, I already got a headache. I'm already feeling lightheaded. I had my quiet time. I spent time with the Lord and um, already, you know, but I'm going to save the eating for last. But no, my nutritionist like, Dejana, you need to eat within the first hour of waking up and you need to have two out of the five uh, food groups. And that changed my life. So January, 2020 was, I'm like, I'm improving. I'm getting better. My health is improving. I found out that I needed, she was like, I couldn't, I was, I was so used to like eating on the go that it was, uh, it was messing up the way that I was like digesting or like I couldn't get full or I would get, you know, it was just a lot going on. Anyways, my nutritionist was like, you need to have mindfulness eating. If you're eating, you need to sit down and do nothing else game changer for you girl don't do anything else while I'm eating no just sit there enjoy the food enjoy the texture enjoy the flavor you know sit down and just eat game changer for me so I'm like oh every time I eat I need to sit down and do nothing else um I was making more time for sitting in the grass which being in nature brings me joy I made more time for that where I just sit down in the grass and I just look at flowers and I just stare at them and I just breathe or go into the park and just journaling and just breathe and being in nature. So doing more things that refresh me, I started reading more books. I started creating a routine. First thing when I wake up in the morning, I'm already talking to God throughout the whole process. I have to drink water and I have to eat something. The first thing that I have to do in the morning. And I'm going to thank God and I'm going to talk to God while I eat and we drink water and God is with me. Because if I don't do that, then I end up doing a bunch of other things and then I get sick. So that was me. Like that was something that I had to do. And that was something that worked for me. So in the morning, I've decided my morning routine is invest in dejeuner before the day gets started. So in the morning, when I wake up, drink some water, eat some food. After that, I have my quiet time with the Lord. Like actual reading Bible, writing in my journal, praying on paper. Talking with God happens throughout the day. It never stops. After that, I do, so I do physical. I take care of the physical by eating and drinking water. Take care of the spiritual by spending quiet time with the Lord on paper, because I'm already spending quiet time with him in my mind before that. Three, personal development. So I read some type of book, Stephen Covey, Cindy Trim. I listen to a YouTube video or a podcast, something where I'm actually developing myself, personal development. After my personal development, I do some type of physical activity. I'm going to take a walk around the block. That was my routine. If I didn't take a walk, I would take that time to stretch. So my goal was to do that before doing anything else, before addressing the to-do list. Because if I did it first, then I wouldn't have to worry about the to-do list coming on to my personal needs and I can self-care and be present and be helping others and be available and also being effective of what, you know, in what I'm doing. Another thing that I changed or made alter um, that I alternated in my schedule was like in the beginning getting the nails in the done and the hair done 
were like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna do this every two weeks. So like, it was, it was a gradual thing. It didn't just happen every two weeks, every two weeks. I'm at the place now where I'm like every two weeks, like when it just start chipping, I'm like, okay, time to go. Time to go to the nail salon. And I, I mean, and I'm gonna call up people like, hey, you trying to go to nail salon? But if they, if nobody responds, I'm gonna go by myself and still go. And Joyce Meyer, she talked about having five minute vacations where she just sit, close her eyes for just like five minutes. Having those time of, of rest and recuperation is self-care. It's self-care and it is my responsibility. God has given me a life. God has blessed me with the life to be here. And God has also blessed me with the responsibility to take care of myself. It's nobody's job to take care of me. It's nobody's job in the sense of nobody's going to brush my teeth. I must brush my teeth. Nobody's going to make me go to the nail salon but me. Nobody's going to say, I mean, nobody's going to come and do my hair. I need to be intentional about doing my hair. And if I'm, and if I can't be intentional about doing those things, I have to reevaluate my priorities and I have to reevaluate my schedule. I have to look and see where am I putting my energy? Where am I putting my time? And why don't I have time to take care of myself? You know, and I had to ask those questions and I had to, and God helped me overcome that. And it was, and it was over time, but it, I'm at the place now where certain things are non-negotiable. Like I would, I would be so tired, um, like after work, like working, like I would, I, I was working retail recently and I would be standing for eight hours with breaks. I bought a foot massage a foot spa massage and I was like every day I get off of work I'm gonna foot spa massage and I did that and I bought a back massage and a heating pad if you're watching I mean if you're listening this is on YouTube so if you want to see what I'm holding up this is a heating pad I bought for my body and I bought another one that has a massage on it too and I bought one for my sister for her birthday Listen, take care of your body, love your body, self-care. It's not a sin. It's not being selfish. You will decline and you will burn out if you don't take care of yourself. And so now I'm taking care of myself in different ways. I'm not just eating healthy like I was before, but I'm making sure I'm, I'm covering my food groups in every meal that I eat. I'm making sure that I research what, it's going to give me energy. What is going to build my immune system? So I can, I can feel when my body is about to get sick. So that was another thing I learned is becoming more aware of my body and what my body needs and when my body needs it. So if I've gotten to the point where I'm on the bus or I'm driving and I fall asleep, and I just, I don't even realize I fell asleep or something. And I'm like kind of nodding off. That means I am not getting enough rest. I need to get more rest. After that, if I don't get enough rest, I'm going to start having a runny nose. I'm going to start getting sick. So I was able to peep those out. So when it comes early, I'm like, mm, Dejeuner, you need more rest. Mm, Dejeuner, you need to get some ginger. You need to get some garlic. You need to make some onion, get some soup. Like, oh, you need to take some time to chill out. Your body is telling you. And I think that's the cool thing about learning to self-care 
is just being aware of what your body needs. Your body will tell you, your body will tell you, even if nobody taught you, even if nobody said anything to you, just being aware of what your body is saying. Mm, I'm hungry now, or mm, I'm not hungry, but I haven't been hungry for six hours. Something is going on. Am I stressed? Am I anxious? Is, is what's going on? Why can't I eat? So that was something that I would say that really helped me becoming more self-aware. <clears throat> and in addition to that, I, I was able to really just see an increase in just my appreciation for life. My appreciation for life. It went from surviving to living. And the book, talks about oh actually God talked to me about that in 2019 he was like Dejane I don't want you to survive I want you to live and if you're burnt out it's really hard to live and you have to find out what what is is really enjoyable for you and for your body and I don't mean that in like a new agey way but like I really love being in nature last weekend I took me my nieces and nephew and we went to Little Yosemite and we spent the time walking in nature. And that was just refreshing for me and my body. And then yesterday, I went and I drove to a park and I just sat there. And I just looked at the grass. So just take, and that refreshes me. Being in nature refreshes me. What refreshes you? So you have to ask yourself, what refreshes me? If I'm burnt out, what refreshes me? And you have to make time for it. Because if you don't, nobody else will make time for it for you. And it is your responsibility to self-care for yourself. I learned that. And I thought, oh, the Bible says give and it will be given back to you. Yes, that is real. But that doesn't count for self-care. It doesn't count for self-care. Like the way that we take care of a baby, like, when we're adults, nobody's going to take care of us like that. So if we don't do it, it won't happen. We got to shower. We got to do our hair. We got to get our nails done. If we can't do it, we need to pay somebody to do it for us. Like, until we can get to the place where we can do it for ourselves or, you know, both or either or exchange it. But I am at the place where I feel really good physically, mentally, I have overcome burnout. I've got over that hill. I am launching things. And that's, a, and that's another thing too, is I, because I've overcame the burnout, now I'm not worrying about surviving. I'm not worried about making it. I'm not worried about hustle, hustle, bustle, bustle, do, do, do. Now I can just focus on creating creating opportunities or making opportunities or collabing with other people that's my focus now and I love I love it I love it I love it I love it and God is God is the one who's the initiator of my whole self-care process it was God helped me realize I need to take care of myself and if you feel like you can't take care of yourself reach out to some people get some help go see some professionals uh, reach out to your doctor if you need a nutritionist or if you're having trouble sleeping, you know, go talk to professionals, talk to other people in your community. Don't feel like you have to do it by yourself because it is, um, 
if you're burnt out, it's really impossible to do it by yourself. If you're already that low, oh God, don't do it by yourself. Oh God, you need community. We need community. So that would be my, my story. I'm now I'm all about creating access to health and wellness for underserved communities. All people experience burnout, but I think that if you come from a culture or a background where it's all about work, 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 and not enough play or not enough rest and recuperation, then it's easy to put, you know, to put that behind you. So I want to, not I want to, I am, I create access to health and wellness. That's what I do. I do it through dance. I do it through self-care workshops. I, through, I do it through workouts. I do it through food, uh, through fruits and vegetables, nutrition, recipes, smoothies, different things like that. So that is, that's, that's my background. That's my story. And that's why I am launching the Resilient uh, Women. Well, no, and that's, I already launched it. But that's why I launched the Resilient Women podcast is because being resilient is very hard to do when you're burnt out. It's really hard to push when you're burnt out, when you're tired, when you feel like you don't have anything in you. And self-care can help rejuvenate you. Self-care helps you be more resilient. It helps you fight the battle when you're healthy, when you're taken care of, when you're rested. You can face adversities with a more clear, with a more clear head and with more energy, with more tenacity, with more passion. You beat it, it don't beat you. But if you burnt out, you getting beat. So yeah. If you feel like, man, I am burnt out. I am tired. I don't have energy for me. I prioritize everybody, everything except for me. I will be launching a program for you. In April 2021, I will be launching self-care and smoothies. And so we are going to work together. It's going to be a monthly membership program. I'm going to help women who want to overcome burnout, who want to prevent burnout to get in a good, a good, good, good system to get in a good priority, get in a place where they can make the right priorities for themselves so that they can live the life that they want to live. Since I've been over to come, um, excuse me, since I've been able to overcome burnout, people can have a better me. They experience a better dejeuner. I experienced a better dejeuner. Since I overcame burnout, I've been able to do more, not in a day or in a week, but like do more quality things. Right now I have a job. I'm working full time at a job and I can still do a podcast and still launch my virtual arts and crafts because I'm taking a lot of time to rest and take care of me sitting down, doing nothing, taking baths, like, and not because, oh, pamper, no, oh, my body is aching, and I had a long day, and I need to rest, and so that's my, that's my encouragement for you guys, the best way that you can love yourself is taking care of yourself, and you are worthy to be taken care of, you are worthy to be taken care of, you are worthy to take time out from your schedule to get a break, to get a break, to do what refreshes you. 
And if you are experiencing burnout, it may be because of multiple things. It may be because of multiple things. And one of them could be your ability to say no. If you're saying yes to everything and you're not saying yes to your body needs, that can cause burnout. And I'm saying yes to Dejeuner and her and her and her and her physical needs as it relates to food, sleep, rest, rejuvenation, as it relates to appearance. I am saying yes. I'm saying yes, and I'm not gonna compromise that. And when I put it first at the beginning of the day, it's it's hard to compromise. If I'm if I'm waiting to the end of the day to do my self-care routine, it's easy to compromise. It might not happen. I'm tired. If I wait until seven o'clock to to read, it might not happen. If I wait till nine o'clock on Saturday night to do my hair, it's really not gonna happen. So with that being said, I I'm super happy that we got to to have this time together. I'm glad that you listened in. I'm glad that you were able to just be here, okay? Because we support each other. We need each other. We can't do it alone. If you can't find nobody to help you, reach out. Keep reaching out until you find someone who can help you because you don't have to live with burnout forever. You don't have to stay there. It's a place where you are today. You don't have to be there tomorrow and you don't have to be there a year from now. And it's a process. And it won't happen overnight, but slow and steady wins the race. So I would love to hear you guys just, man, in the ratings, tell me what you think. Tell me your thoughts about it, about the podcast. Also, if you would like to support the podcast, if you love what you hear, if you want to keep hearing amazing stories, look in the description box to see how you can support the, the podcast so that we can keep getting these stories out, keep inspiring, uplifting, and encouraging women to follow their dreams. Yeah.